0: I gave you ten years to live your life. You now you see me rise. And where did that get you? You walked in my shadow. I trained most Dangerous people in the world couldn't kill you. Son, it's time for you to take your place by my side. You better watch out because it's my time. That's not going to happen.
1: Welcome back to the one and only. Minority Support Film Podcast, the review edition, and this is Your Colorful Perspective into Zhang chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Your favorite minorities are here. We are back and reporting for duty. My name is Raul, and here with me, I got my boy Mo Shama. Hello, everyone. And back on the mic, we got Colby Mack from Colby Told Me.
0: Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy, Kobe back Mc-
1: So is it, is it, is it, is it Sean or, or Chang, Shang?
2: Shang. It's is like Sean. It's like Sean it
0: for Sean. Yeah.
2: Sean with a G at the end. So Sean. G. Sean. G. See, this movie with is a, set in San oh, Francisco.
0: If it was set in Oakland, it would be Sean G. That'd be his name. <laughs>
1: He might have run into Wakandans over there. You know? Yeah,
0: yo, this movie kind of take. This is supposed to take place at the same time.
2: Mm. Yeah, after A- like this is like after. five. Yeah, uh, after after the blip, after in game, after the after blip the blip.
0: Ugh. Don't get me started.
2: The snap. I not get me the word blip. I don't like the word blip.
0: After
1: yeah. the n- galaxy shattering event that they have downgraded to the blip.
2: The snap. The word snap was way, way better and stronger.
1: (laughs) Oh, Colby Mack loves the blip. Yo, uh, we have been looking forward to talking about this. And we are going to get into it. Before we do, make sure you give the show a follow at MReportPod on Twitter, on Instagram. Also, check out the site for any and all new content on there, written reviews, bunch of goodies mreportpod.com. First up and only on the report today, we got Marvel's long-awaited Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings.
0: Shang-Chi, the master of unarmed, weaponry-based kung fu, is forced to confront his past after being drawn into the Ten Rings organization. Written by Dave Callaham, Destin Daniel Critton, Andrew Lanham, directed by Destin Daniel Critton, starring Simu Liu, Aquafina, Tony Lu Chiwei,
2: Michelle Yeoh, Fala Chen, and Benedict Wong. As continuation of the unprecedented events of 2020 and the pandemic, this film was previously scheduled to be released on February 12th of 2021, the first day of the Chinese New Year. Then, with, after everything happened, Marvel and Disney decided to shift the movie to May 7th, and then they pushed it to July 9th, and then it shifted again when Disney announced that Black Widow will be moved to July 9th, so they moved the movie to September of 2021, and where, it, where it's finally getting its final theatrical release. This movie started filming in February 2020 in New South Wales in Australia, and at Fox Studios in Sydney. And like a month in, they stopped filming, they stopped production once the pandemic hit, especially after Destin Daniel Cretton tested positive for COVID-19. And then they halted production, everybody went back to their countries, and they decided to resume filming in July of 2020. And at that time, everybody said, oh, this movie is not getting its February release or even summer of 2021 release because they just started filming in July 2020 while they still have like four to six weeks of filming in addition to post-production, but they did it. They wrapped up in October of 2020. The visual effects team were working nonstop since then. And here, here it is. When Disney announced that this movie will not have day-and-date theatrical release in addition to Disney Plus on the same day, and it's only getting exclusive theatrical release, they projected that this movie will do between 35 to 55 million dollars over its uh, three-day opening weekend. Especially, it will be like a four-day Labor Day weekend with a total of domestic gross of 160 to 165 million dollars. Shaw, do we have a budget for this film estimated?
1: 185 million. So it's you know, 160, 165 million sounds like a lot. It is a lot. Um, but, you know, when we we don't have a reported budget yet, but when we're looking at upwards of 150 for sure, possibly north of 200, 160 to 165 does not sound particularly exciting. You know, and, and of course, this leads everybody, a lot of people to. You know, go to, go to the rooftops and shout, this is the end of cinema. Shama, are we concerned? Are you concerned about how this is going to look for the cinema? As we're trying to kind of reestablish things, I know that things are with the Delta variant, things are a little, still a little shaky. Um, you know, what are we looking at? Do you think, are you concerned?
2: Honestly, I'm not concerned. I feel that, like, lots of people are looking forward to see uh, a big Marvel movie. For um, new characters, you know, despite that, like Black Widow is a, belo- a beloved character, but like they have seen her before. Um, even they want to know, like, what what was the origin story? Um, they were lots of people are looking forward for something fresh, something new, new blood, fresh blood in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, Asian representation is huge, um, and unfortunately, lots of people are asking this question now. They're asking Disney on, on the social media, oh, how can we watch the movie on Disney Plus? Even despite that Disney keeps doing it in the marketing and saying exclusive in theaters, lots of, lots of audiences are asking this question. But what was found like in the past like five to seven days, that when people realized that this movie will not be available on Disney Plus on the same release day, they started buying advanced tickets because advanced tickets started booming in the past five days, especially. In premium formats like like IMAX and 4DX and Dolby and uh, and all these um, premium formats that like have this immersive experience. Um, I think it's honestly, important. I, I want to correct myself real quick. 165,
1: domestic because I don't read all the time. So domestic—that's a big difference.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, that's domestic. Like only like for for the run of the movie. I think it will do it and we don't know how, how what the movie will do worldwide if it did like 400 million 500 million i think that's like at, in 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 these times i think it's still good
1: yeah but, and i think it's a good chance that it will do that abroad
2: yeah i, um, that I it will I, hit high numbers yeah i i still believe that like this movie will do 50 50 to 55 million dollars in the four in the four day weekend like i really hope it will do more i really hope like lots of people will just go to watch it in theaters i feel like what Disney did with like having early screeners of the movie and the word of mouth spreading everywhere. They have faith in the movie at the same time. They are releasing the movie after like um, a short amount of time on Disney Plus, but like it will be it will do very good in in theaters if if all the um, analytics and the calculations are done in the way that we think of.
1: Okay, um, so let's get into it, let's get into these. General thoughts, non-spoiler. We're not going to get into spoilers until after all general general thoughts will give you guys a warning. But first off, Colby uh, Mack, I'll start out with you. General thoughts, non-spoiler, Shang-Chi, you're a huge superhero fan, a uh, huge Marvel fan, for some reason, huge DC fan. <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts. Shang-Chi,
0: how'd you feel? Shang-Chi's good. It's a good movie. Like, it's good that Nier's almost great at times, especially with regard to, like, one of the biggest and best third acts and most different third acts boss fight battles that we've ever seen in any MCU movie outside of the Avengers films, Right. It's a top tier solo movie, in my opinion, and in, with inside the MCU, I think it's fantastic for Asian representation. I think it's great that my man Simu Liu shot his shot to Disney and Marvel several years ago, and got that lead role and did a really really good job. I think that Aquafina has done it again with picking a movie that takes her shtick, and it really does accentuate the character. Ever since she's done The Farewell, she's kind of found a knack for what works for her in regards to elevating past the shtick that kind of wears out in Crazy Rich Asians. Y'all follow me? I think that this film has amazing fight choreography on the level that we get with Inside of Winter Soldier and distinctively emblematic of the culture which this film looks to depict. I think that the stunt work throughout the film is great. I think the performances are really good. Like really, really, really good. Specifically, Sima Liu is really good with what he's got to do, even though I don't think that the writing always supports what is probably best. But ultimately, what I found out while watching this film, I think that the tone, and we talked about this a little bit, is not growing with where I am and how I'm watching the movies. So I had to remind myself that A- Kobe, this movie isn't necessarily for you, but for an audience that Disney and Marvel still trying to keep light, and you want things to go super duper dark. So I kind of, you know, say I kind of had to like check myself, but I still found the movie to be a lot of fun. Um, I will say what wasn't so much fun was the CG, which I found kind of distractingly bad in certain parts, especially within the first act of the film. Um, and like I said, I, I I definitely have some gripes uh, with the story as a whole and with certain choices in regards to the dialogue. But other than that, yo, this is a nice, fine adding for a solo flick with Inside the MCU. It doesn't feel like Phase 4, which I think is kind of a good thing. But I'll take it.
1: I want to uh, – can you elaborate on what you mean it doesn't feel like Phase 4?
0: So, all right. Kobe's of two minds on phase four, right? I've been very annoyed in regards to there seemed to be a very cohesive direction that the first three phases went, and I feel like phase four is kind of stumbling out the gate. Obviously, people who listen to this podcast know I have been happy with the way that phase four has minimized the uh, uh, the, the snap and kind of made a joke of it, and this carries a joke. If there's a singular choice in minimizing the total grip and weight of the snap with this blip stuff, then that continues on here. And without having a specific direction that's very clear right now with this phase, it was easy to give a pass early on in phase one because it was phase one. And then we got this introduction of Thanos. But without having an overarching looming big bad a lot of this just feels like we're kind of like waiting, and it's not a very satisfying wait. So,
1: do we always, are you saying that you want to always
0: have a big bad? I would like some things, now that we are four films in the, are we four films in the phase four? We're two films in the phase four? No, Far From Home was phase four. Black Widow. What? No, far from Black home. Widow was
1: the first Phase Four film. Says who? What? Uh, far from home was the last Phase Three film.
0: Okay, that was a very dumb decision. I think that's where. Okay, so I have a problem with it. It's like Endgame is. That's so stupid. Okay,
1: <laughs> God, you think it should have ended with Endgame?
0: I mean, it. it hence the title. <laughs> if this the shoe fits, is so <laughs> dumb. Oh gosh. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it just, I don't know. I'm not, yeah, I'm not in love. And I, and, and, you this, know, and this you is the first time we like, have, we have, a, hold on, we have a lot of TV titles that are taking up a bulk of phase four that I've been told to like, they're as important as the films. And right now everything is not feeling as important.
2: You never know. Wait till the multiverse of madness and then you will say, but originally they said the far from home will be the beginning of phase Four, and then they decided that it would be the culmination of phase three for some point. For some, they did not announce why. So Till this moment, lots of people that worked in the Marvel Cinematic Universe are always wondering. I think they, even at I D23, think, they put like Endgame as the end of phase three in one sure. of the pictures of the big pictures, you know. I
1: think that there's an argument to be made that Far From Home is like the denouement of phase one two through three which is like you know for those who don't know that's like usually like you know you get the whole film then you get the the showdown the climax and then a film should end and then the day Noir is kind of that like breath after us to like show us what life is like post the drama of the film you know the the rising action and then the fall and then the the conclusion it's kind of showing us what life is like After what is the new norm? It kind of establishes it, and what is the life for our heroes or heroes, uh, post the events of the narrative? Um, and so I feel like that there is an argument to be made that that is the purpose of maybe that's why they changed it because that far from home very much establishes what has happened after how has the world accepted it, right? They turned it from the snap to the blip. They've minimized it for the sake of, I guess, humanity's mental breakdowns. And now we have kind of established uh, Spider-Man as a, a solid member of the Avengers. Um, and so to the point where Nick Fury is accepting him. And so I feel like, there again, there's an argument to be made that that is the purpose of Far From Home. But I can see why that would be frustrating because Endgame very much feels like finality. Shama, let's get into your general thoughts on Shang-Chi.
2: First of all, like, I always get so excited when Marvel announces a, a new project, a new movie, especially some something, like, related to inclusion, related to diversity, like, uh, we're seeing, like, great representation happen with Black Panther, and we, we were waiting for something for, for the agents, and th- that was, like, great announcement to happen. And then when it was announced that, like, Uh, Destin Daniel Cretton and uh, uh, Dave Callaghan and Andrew Lanham are doing the, um, writing the movie. I, like, I was one of the few people that watched The Glass Castle. And I truly enjoyed that movie. And I, lots of people did not like it. And I saw, like, techniques and and talents from a director, despite, like, how slow the movie is. And it was written by uh, Andrew Lanham as well. So both of them, they, they did Glass Castle and they did Just Mercy. Um, including Dave Callahan, I said, like, okay, Dave Callahan is from Asian descent as well. So they, they, it was a great choice to include him. Seeing Wonder Woman 1984 and the screenplay, it was not impressive and was one of the weakest things of the movie. And then seeing Mortal Kombat written by him, I, was, I started to be, oh... I'm not impressed. Like, what is going on? While at the same time, Andrew Lanham did a great job writing *Just Mercy*. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I know that. Like, here he they write their screenplay and they write their dialogue like on 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 a long pattern. Like, you feel every one of their movies is always long. They cannot wrap up on time. But I do not have this problem with this movie. So I think that this trio, like the trio, the three of them together, did a good job um delivering what i was looking for uh, the movie is more is way better than what i expected the movie to be honestly it's it's an immersive superhero movie that like like similar to the to the mcu but at the same time you can see like the inspiration of inclusion of diversity and dedication to what was built before them and what's coming after them it like it fits perfectly there you like like I did not expect more and I, I did not ex- see less, you know, like I, by the end of the movie, I'm happy with the, with the outcome, I'm, I'm happy with the product. I don't think that w- were way better things to, to be done. Um, the action sequences are the ones that stood out in this movie for me. Like they were really well-performed, perfectly choreographed, like in conjunction with g- creative visual effects. Like I enjoyed the visual effects uh, even at the beginning of the movie like at the end of the movie like with the with the climax and the peak and everything with no spoilers i enjoyed the visual effects there i enjoyed like um it's like a harmony of mixing um great things like getting like authentic chinese music blended with like uh m- mythology and things from 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 the asian the, like Asian mythology without like spoilers, you know, like things that like well v- well implemented, even having like we are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's still happening to to be authentic, to be genuine. Um, if we're talking about performances, like it it's light hearted and energetic performance from Simu uh, with with fantastic like harmony in the comedic scenes with with Aquafina. Like I truly enjoyed her in this movie, her talents, uh, without like being cheesy or corny jokes, like they were really well situated in the movie. Um, upon like what's what's going on, um, back and forth between all the characters and their interaction with, with Aquafina, like uh, it's one of her best best roles. It, like as as Cody said, like other than like the farewell and being drama, and other like it's even better than than Crazy Rich Agents. Like I don't I didn't uh, get annoyed a single second. Even better than her. Voice performance in Ryan the Last Dragon because like sometimes like you feel like I'm listening to Aquafina, but here, oh no! Like she is fully occupied with the character. I enjoy the dialogue in this movie. Like it, 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 like it has like smooth reflection, reflection on backstories without like diving into the details of every one of the backgrounds or or explaining what happened. Like you know, sometimes like few words can explain past, explain history without like saying or going into details. And I feel that like they did it successfully here, uh, using the the Mandarin language in between in in the movie, like um, without like being too much or without being um, way underrepresented, especially like in certain dialogue, like there are like three or four sentences that were see, were mentioned in in Mandarin and then translated in English in very very good way, and they were 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 parts of the backbone of the movie on how, how to build the characters and how to put the relationship together between all of them. So I, as I said, like earlier, like I, it exceeded my expectations. I enjoyed this movie and I'm looking forward for more in phase four and the MCU.
1: All right. As for me, Shang-Chi is the next great MCU hero, incredible action, visuals, cinematography, Make this such a great theatrical experience. And every scene leaves you wanting more. I'm loving the diversity in this film, of course, with a nearly all-Asian cast. I also love the cultural diversity. I know Shama touched on this, as they work hard like, to incorporate some of that Asian culture that, honestly, I mean, we're all fascinated with. Especially when we're kids, we all grow up loving... Like you know, when I was growing up, I loved Asian culture. I loved Greek mythology, and I loved Egyptian mythology. Those are like I was obsessed with those three. But I have to say, Shang Chi is is the new exciting superhero we needed to freshen up Phase Four, not only Phase Four, but to freshen up the MCU. Of course, I'm waiting to see Shuri rocking it as the new Black Panther. I'm hopefully. not. <laughs> Though, <laughs> I definitely would have loved... Yo, know, I would have loved to see T'Challa and Shang. Shang. Wow. I would love to see T'Challa and Shang kicking names and taking ass in the films to come. But unfortunately, we're not going to get that, sadly. You know, you guys have said it. Simulu is amazing. Um, the rest of the cast is amazing, but I want to highlight, like Sean was saying, someone that listen. I I feel like we've given her a fair amount of grief, and so I want to celebrate her when I love her as I do here. Aquafina is a ton of fun in this film. She's still Aquafina. I disagree with Sean on that, but she feels much more contained. Matching the level of Simu because like he brings this like chill cool guy you know vibe to it like pretty boy but like he's still cool and like he hangs out with anybody he's not just like conceited like he's like this cool chill guy he seems like he could be a pothead but he's not a pothead and he hangs out with this girl and they park cars for a living and they're perfectly okay with their life and they're best friends and like you just like it and she comes and she matches her level the entire film, adding to every scene, rather than dominating with her presence. I enjoyed her thoroughly in this, and I cannot wait to see what they do with her character, because I really think they did a great job setting her up to have a bright future in the MCU. I cannot emphasize enough how excited I am for Shang-Chi 2, and I'm actually pissed that they have not greenlit this film yet.
0: Yeah, it's becoming more and more like annoyingly apparent, and I'm very confused why.
1: Yeah. I think it's time. I think they need to green light that movie. Um, but yeah, those are our general thoughts. Non spoiler. We're gonna move into spoiler warning now, have a quick combo breakdown on that, as well as let you know where Shang-Chi is fitting into our respective MCU ranking. That'll come at the end. But first, we're going to have a quick spoiler conversation. Again, spoiler warning. This is it. If you haven't seen it, stop us here. Make sure you come back. We appreciate it. Listen Listen to us after you've seen the film coming out this Friday. It's dope. As we've said, tons of fun. Take the whole family. Go see it in theaters. Go see it in the biggest screen. Dolby, IMAX, whatever you got. See it. Um, It's phenomenal. But yeah, spoilers ahead. Dormammu, I've come to spoil her. First thing I'll say is, <laughs> I love how they established this world. Um, it's a side of Marvel we haven't seen. Yes, we've seen superheroes, but we haven't seen the fantastic. Lore. No, we have. Well, uh, yes, but we haven't seen lore. We haven't seen human lore. We haven't seen like cultural human lore in this degree, you know, depicted and brought to life like this. Magic is real, yes, but so are friggin' dragons and Cthulhu-type monsters, apparently. And so I love that this, like, it's this entirely new thing. It feels like this natural, like when we see uh, 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 Shang, his mom... When his dad runs into her in the forest and we see what she's able to do with, like, these movements, it feels so different than anything we have seen in the MCU. And personally, it got me super excited. It got me super excited for what is coming. Staying on this theme, I love that we establish that the rings keep you from growing old so that Simu can play this for a long time, even if... And we know that this could happen at any given moment, even if the universe jumps forward a decade, two decades, he can still play the character looking exactly the same.
0: I mean, but he's also cut from an Asian brick house. That man, have you seen his abs, my guy? Like that dude is like, obviously, no, yeah, we attention. have to get the you know, like you know, the the the, the MCU cut. You know, where he takes his shirt off. Aquafina's is looking up like, God, dude, damn. like right? You know what I'm saying? Like he's <laughs> like, exactly as he's you like, like a it. brick. You know what I'm saying? Um, no, but it, it was it – was really. I get exactly what you mean. I think that this – what made this feel very, very different, especially in the first half of the film, was how what I wanted was an Asian epic-like hero, like House of Flying Daggers, you know, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and we got that. You know, we got a history of who the Mandarin was and being told yeah. like folklore, um, you know, by, uh, by Shang-Chi and his sister's mom. And it was really cool to be able to see that. I think this was – I think the MCU has gotten so much better at really building up their villains. I think that his dad is an exceptional villain, particularly in this film and what he means. And his entire arc is probably some of the best villain arc. Like, it's top villain arcs of Marvel. It is.
1: He's treated really well. And one of my favorite things, like one of the things that I hold dear when it comes to great – villain writing is that idea that you know villains are not like when they look at themselves in the mirrors they don't see villains they don't see monsters they see very reasonable people with very reasonable motives and that is what we get here and if you get that you can attach yourself to that villain regardless of like the evil stuff they do you feel in some sort of way that's why that's the only reason right and this is always a touch subject but like you know touching a little bit on on DC it's the only reason why i hold bane at a higher regard than i do the joker in the dark knight universe and that's because bane i connected to emotionally whereas there's no way i can connect to the joker emotionally right he just does things for the sake of doing them and so like with this villain here i felt like wow I connect with his story. I completely understand why he's pissed. I completely understand why he goes on a rampage. And he decides to fill this void of need, this void of like the missing love of his life with his work, with with creating, reestablishing an empire, and dominating in everything. Because this will never happen again. He will never lose control like this again. No one will ever take his loved ones from him again. And so I think his character makes so much sense. Like you said, he's so well-established. And yeah, he is a really, really great villain. And staying on kind of the Mandarin, right? How did y'all feel about them bringing Iron Man 3 Mandarin? Quote-unquote Mandarin. Into this film.
2: I loved it. I was really waiting for that. Like I said, like please mention it. And I did not expect like to bring him, you know, like this. There was, was
1: something when I first saw him, I rolled my eyes. I'm not gonna lie. But then I feel like they used him really well. And then as we get to know the real Mandarin's character, it makes perfect sense that like again, he doesn't just he doesn't the, the air I got, right? He doesn't just murder people for the sake of murdering people. And he, like, sure, he could kill this guy because he he pretended to be him, but it's not really him. Gave him a bad name, kind of. Not really, right? He was, he's, a, he's a joke. And then the guy says, oh, yeah, like, you know, I told some funny stuff. And so he just kind of kept me to, like, entertain. Oh, so he's a court jester. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, 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 I feel like it makes sense that he's just like, oh, I'm just going to keep you around. And you're just going to entertain me because that's what you did. And that's what you did for the rest of the world. And you mocked me, and so now, for the rest of your life, that's what you're gonna do the rest of your life is 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 do entertaining mocking things um and so then I was able to kind of get there with him, and I understood his purpose, I understood why he was there. Did it feel written? it felt written you know i i like that's one of the few knocks I have it did feel written, it felt like, oh, we need somebody that's gonna be able to translate this no head creature mythical creature, and like he's been with oh yeah, sure, like. And he just, he felt like he served this purpose, but luckily they were able to use him for more than just the purpose of an interpreter. Does that make sense? Colby, how'd you feel about the man? Yeah.
0: I mean, Trevor Slattery, you know, he's a joke, right? Um, the MCU has this bit of kind of undercutting weighty things with jokes, a la, you know, Ralph Boner and uh, WandaVision. That's essentially what Trevor Slattery is, right? Um, To be able to be a joke, um, it's fine. I mean, he really he does nothing but serve the purpose of being this interpreter to this mythical creature. Just as you said, Um, I can take him or leave him. You know, it's fine. I like. I I mean, Ben Kingsley as an actor is phenomenal. You know, world class. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's still kind of tough for me to know what his capability is and be. I don't say reduced, but it's just you know. It's a big character, but I mean, it's cool to be able to have him back. Um, it sucks that he's kind of been spoiled um, for a lot of the folks that have yet to watch the film that comes out this week. You know, um, so I really hope the folks that are listening to this podcast right now, prior to the movie coming out, I we this, we got to the spoiler section. Like Doctor Strange said Dormammu, I've come to spoil. You know, whatever. Um, but it's cool. Like it, it's it's fine. You know, um, I've got other issues. Like so, it's. What are my five things, right? Do I believe in this world? Because of him, it made me further not believe in this world. So there's a lot of things that I love. There's a lot of things that I love in this movie. But there was a lot of things that were also taking me out of believing in this world. And his presence reminded me of how dumb the whole timing thing was to get access to this city. What was that? Tolao?
1: Lao. You mean the whole thing about, like, turning left and now turn right and, like...
0: Correct. And it had to be at a specific the time and stuff like that, all that stuff. Whatever. Uh-huh. You know, we were talking about, like, you know, conveniences and stuff like that before.
1: Just sure. a super I, convenient. And,
0: and, and, again,
1: that has a lot to do with, like, just the fact that I, it, his character feels written. So, yeah, it takes you out of the film because you're like, oh, somebody wrote this in here. Because it doesn't feel like it actually would have happened. Um, and so, yes, very much. I think that does take you out of that world a little bit. Um... I want you know I want to touch on something, you know, you were talking about the choreography and the fighting and all that good stuff in the action. Yo, the cinematography and the action work so well in this film. Like that bus scene, I thought from the trailer was gonna be ridiculous. It is so good. It's one of the best. One of the yeah. best. It is so good. It's shot well, um, except and, for the CG. And yeah, the way the camera there's they're separate things, but the, the way that the camera moves, like, and, and it, you know, I'm a big fan of action that is captured wide, that we're not cutting a bunch of tight shots to make it all look like it's moving faster. Like, it's these wider shots, you know, the camera, like, outside the window of the of the bus panning across as we're having this incredible fight scene. And it just looks so good. Um, Such great moments. Such great action. Such great fighting. Um, And then, you know, is it it absurd and crazy? Yeah, absolutely. But it just works. And they really, really kill it. And the rest of the film has incredible action like that. And you're just, like, really, really, like, jaw-dropping action at times. Uh, Very impressive. Shama, do you have anything else in spoiler session you want to
2: talk about? Uh, as I mentioned earlier, like what I loved about the authenticity and uh, being genuine and paying paying tribute to to the Chinese culture, to the mythology, I enjoyed enjoyed like the dragons. I enjoyed the architecture, like as much as they were trying to embed it there without being over um, over like forced um especially in the city in the out of the, on the in the suburbs like uh, in the actions in the mountains everything in the forest everything w- they were trying to blend the chinese culture and the chinese mythology with the marvel comics and i feel they succeeded in delivering this message to me like uh, i enjoyed this part uh ben kingsley was like great 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 phenomenal like cameo you like think that I was surprised that he was there. You know, I try as much as I can to avoid everything. So for me, that was like a huge, huge surprise. Um, yeah, that, that's it for the for the spoiler part. Like everything else has to be visually experienced.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's get into our ranking. I want to know,
0: Colby, I'll start with nah, you. Bro, there's so much more spoil did... with this movie. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got questions. I got questions, bro. Okay. Who sent him that note? What note? The note that he opens up on his bedside. Remember, he gets a pink note. Who sends him that? His I thought dad. it was the dad. Yeah, his dad. His day. dad sent him that.
2: Yeah, he acted as if his sister did it, but it's his dad.
1: He wanted them to get
0: together, yeah.
2: Yeah, he wanted them to get together. And he he said it like when, when they saw each other, when she, she okay. held the note. Yeah. All right,
0: because I only got a chance to watch this once. So I wonder if I... Be sure. All right. Cool, cool. 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 All right. Cool. Anybody think it was super duper convenient how my guy learns this god form of kung fu in like one one scene? So See, that's, that's a big thing that I like in like martial arts films is like our protagonist comes up against something that like he's typically the best at something, but then it's challenged to completely think about redoing something else. And it was just done so convenient. It was like that's it. That's it. Yeah, I can. I can. I, I can
1: get that. It was almost one of those things that's like, you have this in you, just figure it out. And could we have spent more time? Yes. But unfortunately, there was a ticking clock, right? That was telling us his dad is coming in a day or two, whatever, they were, whatever the amount of time was. Hey, he's coming. We got to figure this out quickly. We didn't have time for him
0: to figure it out. Cool. Alright, another question. What the hell is Wong doing, bro? We're just going to sit here and pretend like Wong is like was he like just, he has no money of his own to be able to buy Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So he's at underground fight clubs that he's like rigging, like, matches? Rigging,
1: yeah, 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 rigging, yeah.
0: <laughs> and, 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 and they just don't clear to explain it. And we're just supposed to accept it. Uh-huh. But in yeah, another yeah, just- movie, when something just goes unexplained and we just got to accept it, people crap on it. Like what?
2: A certain Candyman film? No, no, but here, here it was, it <laughs> was mentioned. Now. No, 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 it was mentioned in a way. It's not like, on the he, same level. He, and we will see him. We will see him in Doctor Strange, and I mean in Spider Man: uh, No Way Home, or like whatever, like the name of the movie. We're is assuming coming. we will. We we saw him in the trailer.
1: Let me tell you something. This movie has none, nothing to do with Wong at all. There's no reason for us to know why he's yeah, there. He's just there. a lovable a character a that like, we love like, to see. That's Candyman, it's all about Candyman. So we we have to know Candyman. If this movie was Wong, if the name of this movie was Wong, yeah, we should know what Wong is doing and why he's doing it. I don't know. Not, not on the same level. I don't know, man.
0: There was there's a, there's like a lot of things that happened in this film, just narratively, that just like I, I couldn't buy. Um, like I, said, I liked a
1: lot but of you stuff around buy. it. buy... You did buy everything that was missing in Candyman. Correct. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, bro. I mean, I should I should I, hey, that's what I that's Let's make sure that was out there.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, no. People know it's out there. People know it's out there. Like I said, I mean, I, I, I definitely want to I'm, follow. I'm, I'm curious to see what general audiences are going to think of this film. Um, it's weird. I think a lot, so many people after like Loki are trying to look for pieces like to the puzzle. And this feels kind of like how Black Widow was, where not to say it's inconsequential, It doesn't feel right now that it's serving the overarching story, right? Well, it is because it's establishing a character. We need a new character,
1: right? I know that a lot of people are saying, we need a new Iron Man. (sighs) Do we need a new Iron Man? No, but we do need new characters, right? And so we need new people to get excited about, to cheer for. And that's what he's doing. He's serving this purpose, and he is filling a void. Yeah. He, he. I mean, in many ways, you know, he's young, he's charismatic, he's sarcastic, you know. Uh, he's he has a complicated past, and he's going to bring a lot of loudness and excitement to this
0: to this universe. Yeah, and yeah. with that, right? I was not in love. I like Similia's performance. I do not. Re- I did not really enjoy the way that his character was written. That like that archetype is starting to see- look way too familiar with inside the MCU. Where they're all the same kind of like jokey, quipster, super good looking, expert combatants, and it's hard to distinguish. He just absolutely. I mean, super Asia. good
1: looking is just the Hollywood thing. It's just a, True. All I mean, time
0: Hollywood. I mean, thing. yes, but it's like. <laughs> I don't know, I guess in my mind, when I thought of like the Shang-Chi character, and granted, I've read, I've read very little of the comics. Mostly what I know of Shang-Chi is in regards to the appearance he's made in some of like the cartoons that have popped up around the years. And I kind of always found him to be the much more of the silent type. Of course, that doesn't sell or play well to like a leading man in an MCU movie in a solo film. Um, but there's just things that to his character that just I, I, and, and that's where I had to try to contend with myself where I feel like that what I'm wanting what I'm needing from the MCU it's a much more mature and darker tone a lot of what Netflix was doing with those characters and I just know that I'm not gonna get that in these in, in these mainstream films you know um but yeah I mean like like I said the, the, the more and more I keep thinking about the film it's good but just like so far from great and I feel like there's a lot that was left on the table for it to be great.
1: And staying on, uh, touching on what you just said, you know, there is, a lot of people are saying, hey, we're looking at this incorrectly, us older generation that grew up with this, and Kobe, we had this conversation, us older generation that grew up with this, we're thinking that this universe is supposed to grow with us, but in reality, it's going to continue with the same kind of generation, the same age gap. And so we're going to age, and continue watching them, but they are not going to age with us. Whereas, like, I don't like that, because I actually think that we can do both. Yes. I. Th- you know, I, th- I think that we can service both. I think that we can have films, you know, like we were going at one point or another, we were going to make Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness a horror film. A horror then fi- they decided, oh, that's actually going to be the next Avengers movie, so, like, it has to be for everybody, but, like, in reality... Doctor Shane in the Multiverse of Madness would have made a perfect film, a uh, horror film. Yeah, you know, and so, but, be, but now I get why they did it, since it's going to serve as our new Avengers movie, right? Our, our big team up movie. It has to be for everybody. It has to hit on all those quadrants. Yeah, four point five
2: Avengers, four point five. Yeah.
1: yeah, and so it's 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 it, it it got made into something that like I was hoping we weren't going to get, but I really think that there is a place for this universe. To cater to both, to like have some movies that are more mature and hitting on, so we don't need those Deadpool movies. It's not that that I'm asking for. I'm asking for films that have a darker tone, that kind of feel more, more
2: adult, more, more, more it's like mature. How we grew up with how we grew not up, how we grew within the Harry Potter world. Like yeah, the first two movies much. are like so childish, and then like you start like to get teenage. Then you start like to get so dark by the end. It, it felt and, like a natural a natural progression, and I yeah, think because that's like where the kids are growing up. So you yes. have like to live the life the same way. In the MCU, you, like you have certain like time frame, and that's why like I think this would be like the dilemma that they will find throughout time, because they don't have this plan of ending this MCU in the way we see. Like they want to have the continuation, and if they want to have the continuation, they have to jump in time. Yes, they jumped in time. This five years after the snap. Which, which helped, but we don't know what's going to happen next. And if the multiverse of madness will, will reverse things back to a certain time, or we will eliminate certain characters and come back. We don't know how Eternals will, like, affect the pathway of the of the MCU. We don't know what's going to happen in Thor. What's The upcoming Thor, like, I, like, I, I've, like, I, this are all, like, speculations, but, like, I still believe that, like, Eternals will have, like, a minimal, effect on what's gonna happen spider-man um then after the trailer I, they as we said like in the <laughs> previous episode we might like they might be deceiving us to something and then in the middle of the movie we will go back to what we were in or it might tease something very very important that by the end of the movie that that like, will be on pins and needles still Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will come in in March, and then it will end in a way that, like, we will think that, like, oh my gosh, nothing will be the same, and then we will be surprised, but by what Thor and uh, Black Panther Two will show us in summer, you know. But I think something huge will happen. Like, they, they, we have to have something different, either like killing another main character or reversing something in time and eliminating somebody entirely. Oh, or, like, I don't know what else. Like, it, we might just, like, be going as we are. It, I mean,
1: it's an interesting thing to consider the fact that they're, like, past Spider-Man, the one that's coming. The, far no, from, way uh, no, no Way Home. No Way
2: Home.
1: home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No Way Home. Lost, or lost, go, lost no way away and uh, don't have a way to get home. Yeah.
0: That one. Um, Apart from that, we don't have a plan for, for Spider-Man moving forward, as far as I'm aware of. Well, we have the Kraven the Hunter movie that's going to come out, and it would be crazy not to have Spider-Man be a part of that.
2: But right. deal-wise, like he the, the, he signed sure. for for these three movies in addition to everything else with them with the MCU, like as as an add-on. But um, but I still believe that Sony will not let this go. That's why, like when they casted Tom Holland, like, he can still play Spider-Man for the next fifteen years, and he will be effective. So he very much can,
1: yeah, yeah whether he. The, won- or not is a totally different story.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: But it very much can.
2: I want to
0: ask a question real quick because this is something that was burning my mind, and I think what still adds to why I'm not believing in the world was Shang
2: Chi blipped. Uh they did not mention in the movie if he was blipped or not.
0: Not at all, bro. That's yes. actually one. Of- they didn't mention if his dad was blipped. If his, I'm I'm, a, I'm presuming the way that his sister's running the operation, she wasn't blipped.
1: I actually I actually thought throughout the film, I was like, when like was he lucky? And like, none of them were blipped. Not even his friend. Like his friend, him, his dad, his sister. I mean, there there is a possibility, right? But unlikely. I mean, how likely is it that all uh, this is what happened? This is what happened. This is what happened. You ready? All of Hawkeye's family got blipped. And shang family did not get blipped at all. That That's how the odds ended up playing out. Because what are the odds that all yeah, of Hawkeye's family got blipped?
2: And that's why I believe that like it was good that like they didn't give us anything. You know, we don't have a clue of what happened, which is except good. If, no, but except if you're like me and you're like, yo, this world doesn't make sense, bro.
0: Like one, the math isn't working out. How, okay.
2: No, no, no. The math is working out. Where does the math does not work out?
0: Okay. We're in like what? Year 2023, right? 2023. Yeah. Yes. We're in 2023. I do not believe that we are a year post snap, right? We're still like like within like six months after, in this film.
2: Yeah, there that that summer, summer after one division and summer after um, after end I guess I, I guess what's
0: just so hard, me it's like I this world is way too put together, and it's just it's still it's I'm still not over it, bro. Like I don't, it's just it's just way too put together. It, it seems yeah, like but
1: like it, it, it. We don't need to mention. The snap in every film.
0: No, but that's the thing. When you
2: and they it, do mention it. Universe, you they mentioned to. it, like, a couple of times. It's on the poster outside. The poster oh. and the, he, 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 the... Yeah, but, like, that's it. I think that's enough. Like, we should over, be over this part. Like, as far as, like, it was pivotal and so important in the MCU. But, like, it's not affecting anything unless the villain is related to the blip. Unless... Something huge in their lifetime was affected by the blip. Some people just like they were just like living and some people disappeared entirely and they came back. So we I think that's enough that it's not mentioned here because the story is not about the world. It's about like this inner world of this entire family. Why? Because like everything else is happening at the same time. Hawkeye, his show is happening at the same time. Yeah, you know, while, in New York while they are in San Francisco, yeah. the, uh, and and before they went to China, Thor will connect entirely because like I think that Thor will start at the beginning of 2024. Like uh, uh, so, immediately after they come back, like after Spider Man and after Multiverse of Madness, they will go like through Christmas time and then we will we will go to 2024. But I at some point. And that's what I believe that like multiverse of madness will do. They have to re- to come back to 2023 to the same year that we are in. So we are going at the same time, like because we are watching Black Panther two, multiverse of madness, Thor, all in 2022, while all the actions are happening inside these movies in 2023 and 2024. Something will happen that we have to go back to the same timeline of. It a needs to be a reset. Yeah, yeah. It will not be reset. It's just like six months back, you know, and that's it. And then we will go coherently. So things are happening at the same time because Kevin Feige was asked this great question from one of the reporters on the red carpet: Will the pandemic be mentioned through through the MCU and the next upcoming movies or not? Because the pandemic should have happened, COVID nineteen should have happened before, like while the play is happening.
0: Oh, I didn't think about that.
2: So, like they said, like we had we have several plans, but like uh, you will see, and that's how he answered or something. So interesting. Uh, you know, that's a great question. It might be not included at all. You know, it might yeah. not be mentioned, but I think it always helps them to stay in the same timeline as us. You know, because, sure, like, they have sure, to sure, the sure. technology. They have to avoid showing for like sure. iPhones, like, like yeah, lots of things that like they were trying to do in the production sure. to avoid these things.
1: All right, let's get into our ranking. Gold Mac, Shang-Chi, where did it land for you?
2: Yep. So
0: Shang-Chi the 25th film in the MCU, once again, it does something's good. It does some not so good. And throughout this conversation and having not got a chance to watch it for a second time and being two weeks removed from watching it, yo, I think I'm having this at number 18. Did you bump it down? I did. This conversation is like maybe bump it down. There's just certain things in the story that I, I just... So, at number eight... 17, 17. 17, excuse me. 17. 17. Yeah. So, I've got You're it. saying... I, I've, I've got i am
1: Listen, listen. I'm looking at your list. I'm looking at your list. Yeah. I wish I wasn't looking at your list. I wish I didn't know. You're saying that the first Avenger, as in Captain... Not the first Avengers film. Captain America, the first Avenger... Is a superior film to Shang Chi? Narratively, it is. Oh no, if no, I no, no! Ha- if I if I could hang up on you, I would hang up. On I
2: you. disagree, Colby. Like this is not fair. Absolutely not. Wait, Listen, wait, wait, he's allowed fair? He's,
1: he's allowed to have his opinion as absurd as it may be.
0: Not fair for me. For me, Shang Chi. Yo, what what is Shang Chi's internal goal in this movie?
1: You you know. When it's convenient to you. Oh, you out of here, to bring Don't these things Don't convenient
0: to me. <laughs> nothing. What are, you ta- what, are, what, are, what are my Kobe principles of, of, of a criticizing film? Do I believe in this world? Do I believe in these characters? Do I believe in the conflict, their goals? And did they achieve them, bro? This dude all of a sudden is having an internal battle in the last 20 minutes of the movie? Get out of here, my guy. Like I said, the way the Shane Chu was written is what I have a problem with. The performance is fine. But him as a character didn't do it for me i couldn't believe it your point your your was way, way too of put the, together your I way fe- of, i felt no it, turmoil from him
1: listen your way of of picking and choosing what things affect and what doesn't, they're very vague they're in not a vague. way that like I, I allows no, in a way that allows and they're fair. No, they're, and they're vague, fair. vague and that when is this like what's his internal what's it what's his internal goal because the internal goal is not to my satisfaction it is way knocked down but a film can make nonsense, like for example, Candyman, and you're just like, "That's perfectly okay because he has an it internal make, goal." Not,
0: okay, in what way does it make nonsense? It's a listen. Ghost go story. listen
1: to we we talked. We had this conversation we already. Did. Go listen to our Candyman episode. It, it's it's very clear, but this is ridiculous.
0: I, I, okay, listen. If he doesn't have a goal, right, and it's done in a way that I don't jive with, which makes me not believe in that character, which then makes me not believe in the world. That's why it His, fails for me.
1: But, like, the thing is that, like, he has his goal at the beginning of the film. Was to what? He just wants to live his life. Great. And then he couldn't live his life, right? Correct. He got tossed into something that he he, he had no interest in being involved in. Uh Uh-huh.
0: And then we later find out that the reason why is because he had to kill somebody. And it's like barely talked about, and it's supposed to be this big thing. Like there's this, like there's this, tur- this battle that he's stri- struggling with. So when Michelle Yeoh's character takes him back to the homeland, he's like you have a battle that you're, you're fighting. You need to be able to pick a side. No, throughout the entirety of the movie, it's never been a battle. So but throughout the
1: entirety, but throughout the entire, yes, it has no, been it a battle. Has, we have it seen it him got, struggling bro. with this. We no. just because we don't have the information doesn't mean he's not been struggling. He with it. should be a pacifist. He chooses what are not you to. Talk- Why does he need to be... He he doesn't feel Because he people. killed. He, he took a life. cars for a living.
0: He took a life. I never see him struggle with the fact that he took a life. Okay, so you're telling me... You're, you're,
1: you're telling me that when the guy with the ar- uh, machete for an arm he attacks him, he should just like the, kneel down and allow him to be killed? Yeah, but he also because killed he's a pacifist? the two
0: other dudes. Threw them out the bus. Okay,
1: his choice is... I'm, I, I'm trying not to kill people. No. They're not giving me an option because they're going to kill everybody on I'm this bus. S-
0: I'm sorry. I just I don't believe it. For all the killing that he does, right, up until the point where he has this conversation with Aquafina inside of this foreign land, it's like, yo, by the way, I lied to you. I actually did kill this person and it's been bothering me. But, oh, you know, I'm about to learn this new god form, so I'm about to be on... All- I just don't believe it. Sorry. I don't. Shama, where did this
1: movie land for you?
2: All right. Proudly and happily and uh, enjoying every single second of this movie, Shang-Chi landed in my number nine in the MCU. Number nine. Very nice. Number nine. My ranking is blend of uh, a mix of everything. Uh, how the movie affected me, favoritism, and re- the re- rewatchability. You know, I enjoy watching every single MCU movie, of course. But like... Uh, like, like, oh yes, I want to wa- re- keep re-watching this movie. I enjoy it to the core.
1: So, I have it at number 11. I thought it was going to break the top 10, but it did not. It just barely skimmed out of it with Doctor Strange at n- number 10. Because I, I do hold Doctor Strange at a higher regard, slightly. Um, the things that this film did towards the end of the movie, especially were kind of a letdown for me. But other than that, I think this is an exceptional film. Definitely it's it feels like a top ten MCU film for me. It just barely misses out just because I have to put it somewhere. Um but yeah so that like I want to know you know Shang-Chi cracked Shama's top ten. When when is it that we're gonna get a film uh, for Colby, it's going to be when they make a really bad movie that just makes sense in his mind. Oh, shut but up for us, Shama. When are they going to make a film that cracks that top five?
2: For Colby, I think like uh, Black Panther 2 will crack the top ten. Uh, well, tell you it's not, I can uh, tell you for sure it won't. It because, won't for you?
1: because he no. doesn't like the idea of a woman kicking names. and No, taking I don't them. like
0: the idea of killing off the Chala. That's what I don't like. Who told you that he's killed? Really, who? Have you heard about a recasting?
2: No. All right, then what is he? Did he, he, he got blipped that he's back. We, we Yeah, but we never know what's going to happen. <laughs> Classic sound. We never know what's going to happen. Yeah, you never know <laughs> what's going to happen. You did not expect anything in Endgame. You were watching the movies like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, how did this happen? I did not know that. You know, hey, this might happen. Sean, what, what film is going to crack the top five? I believe that like Eternals will crack the top five.
1: I can tell you it's Eternals. Not gonna be
2: that. Yeah, eternal,
1: You're putting eternal. a lot of you're putting a lot of faith on Chloe Zhao.
2: Oh, Chloe Zhao, like she got all my money, like really, Chloe Zhao. At any time, I will bet on her, like on in anything. If she, even if she would go and uh, like, God forbid, does a a DCU movie, you know, if this will ever happen, I would be betting on that movie. Chloe Zhao and her imagination and her creativity and her mind. And they uh, said, what did they say? She pitched the best movie they ever heard for this movie. Yeah, it's amazing. Like every single. Sure, but, but I also I also remember
1: Robert Downey Jr. saying that Iron Man three was the best script he ever read, and no, that so was different.
2: Nonsense. He's an actor. Oh, that, like, sometimes, oh. sometimes, sometimes, sometimes an actor can like get so uh, overwhelmed with his character written, so they the actors don't script, know what they're doing. They, scre- they see is. the script as a treasure, you know. But like when you are talking about like somebody in Chloe Zhao's, like mentality, because like she's this kind of humble pe- person that like she said, like I oh, just like the idea came. Wait, wait. And I feel like it's really, it's okay. But like everybody else, it's like, it's amazing. Yeah. That's her kind of being humble. You know, like she no, no, never no. over do over talks about what she's doing. And she always like throws a, a $1 million idea as if like, it's like an everyday idea. So this kind of people will never say that like, oh, my work is the greatest. My idea is the most amazing. No, she will always be more productive and, and doing things that she thinks that that's the normal Yo, but I, I, insisting I'm so ready on doing all these the, the scenes in Eternals without visual effects because like she wants to rely on, on the sun and the reflection of the sun at certain m- moments and like oh my gosh what you saw in the trailer is nothing Look, to as long as it's not as movie. boring as Nomadland then I'll be with it Um
0: that's really it I'm super excited to talk for... You
2: Nomadland and your reaction to Nomadland, which was not a boring movie. It's not for you, maybe. Or maybe it's not for you at your early age in life. Maybe when you're 75, you're appreciated and respected in a different way.
1: So, I got a lot of respect for Chloe Zhao. I'm excited to see The Eternals. I'm excited for the day they give Mike Flanagan an MCU film. Let's hope uh, Let's hope they give him one, because that would be fantastic. Okay.
2: He did great in, in, in Doctor Sleep. So like he would have been amazing doing Doctor Strange. Absolutely. So, Raoul, did you uh, pick a film of what you think is gonna be crack the top five? What's on the docket that you think will be that that'll crack the top five? Thor, which would be like Avengers uh,
0: five. I mean, pretty much we got Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. We got Spider Man No Way Home. We got uh 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 uh, what's another movie that is coming out? Um, uh, Guardians of of Galaxy, Guardians of Galaxy three, Thor: Love and Thunder. So,
1: Guardians of the Galaxy Two, was very disappointing to me. So, I cannot get excited about Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Um, Thor: Love and Thunder. I'd love to think that that is gonna do it. Um, I, yeah, I would love to think that that's what that that's what's Love and Thunder.
2: Do having Natalie Portman coming back like in a big, big part of the movie. Having Doctor Strange in there. Having one. I know. I get it. There. I
1: get. But I'm also not a big fan of Ragnarok. So I, which is an unpopular opinion. I'm I, I not a
0: big fan of Ragnarok. There's only one movie for me that's on that that at least has been announced and oh, been like greenlit qua- for me. Quantum because I love Ant Man. All right, go ahead. Blade. Blade. You're gonna say Blade. Yes. Yeah. I think that Blade. Myers well, Ali is a
2: great because like
0: one, it's it's very to the so for, that's gonna crack my top line. I, I it'd be crazy for it to not be in the tone that I want right i'm looking for that darker more mature tone and if anything because like right now with inside of my top five right i've got endgame infinity war winter soldier black panther and avengers it's going to take something huge to be able to bring that up so the most likely would be an avengers film which we don't have on the docket so the only thing i think of out of everything that's on this slate right and granted yes i understand that there's some there's some shattering things that can happen with multiverse of madness but for right now I'm going to say that Blade, because Blade doesn't have to be dependent upon, you know, like kind of interconnecting to where there's going to be holes that I can find with the overarching narrative. And that I think that I have a world-class actor, an Academy Award Award winner, you know, with Mershal Ali playing Blade and that story being grounded, yet being the sci-fi and the grittiness, like what I got with Wesley Snipes' Blade. I feel like that has the potential. Not saying that it will but that has the potential, because that could be a movie like what I got with Iron Man, and Iron Man sits in number seven for me. Iron
1: Man's really good. Alright, you know, well that's it.
2: Marvel is so excited about uh, the Marvels, and they said like the idea that The Yo, like, Costa pitched for that for that story is amazing, like without like, they didn't say any spoilers, but like... Well, from you know, that when- that won't be
0: on Raul's projected five. Well,
1: it shouldn't be on Shamas either, it's Candyman, we both acknowledge that it's uh, no bueno. No but
2: point. despite that, like, we agree that, like, she's a talented filmmaker that, like, needs another chance from us. Let's
1: get our report cards out there. Kobe where where you at with this one?
0: Yo, all things considered, well, I've got my gripes, and this is a good and not great movie. This is a 7 out of 10. You know what? Hell, I'm on the End report pod. Let's give it a 7.5 out of 10. I am at an
2: 8.5. Shama, where you at? Me too. I'm at 8.5. This time I like wrote really my report card before I even wrote in my thoughts or anything like because I enjoyed every second of this movie. I cannot wait to see it in Dolby, in IMAX, and in 3D, and in open caption, and in Mandarin subtitled, and in every format available for this movie and every aspect.
1: It would have been an 8 solid uh, before in the score, and now it's an 8.1. cumulative M report card on Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings.
2: Shang-Chi.
1: On on Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings.
2: Well, that's it for today's episode talking about the new Marvel Cinematic Universe movie Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Go watch it in theaters. Everyone, please make sure you leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It really helps us it really helps people find us and helps us to grow more and more. Take 10 seconds, go on the Apple podcast, leave us a review. Five stars preferred, of course. We would really appreciate it. Colby, thank you so much for coming in today. Where can people find you? Yo, you can
0: follow your boy. I'm on all the socials at Colby told me. That's K-O-L-B-Y-T-O-L-D me on Twitter, Instagram. So when they ask you where you heard it from, you can
2: tell them Colby. Told me. Raul, where can people find you?
1: You can find me at the Raul Nevedo on Twitter and Instagram.
2: And you can find me at Muhammad Shama on Twitter. And you can always find us at M report pod on Twitter, on Instagram, and you can find us on mreportpod.com. Lots of reviews, trailers, and all the information that you love about movies and the industry. Be part of the show. If you have a report, let us know. This is yours. Minority's report. Peace.